Daddy Lady, the book club of love. Hi, Vera Elizabeth. Hi, Barbara. And did you record that burp that you just did? No. Can you yes. do? Can you do another one? Um, welcome Take. to Twinterludes. <laughs> Twin sites, Twinterludes. Um, Vera, you texted me late last night. I did. Yeah. What did you say? Did you like it? First of all, I'm going to ask. I think you were talking about like when someone wants to fuck me. You said want. I don't know. I wasn't. Was no, it, no, no, no. Was here we mean? go. Here okay, we go. Here okay. we go. I had a revelation. Mm-hmm. Twin talk. Twin talk. If you date people primarily because they want to, what I meant was what because they want to date you. They pick you, not you pick them. They uh-huh. pursue you is what I meant. I did not mean fuck. Okay. It's very difficult to know when to call it quits because you don't really know why you're there to begin with. Is that confusing? Explain me. Explain you. Um, I think it was based on... You were telling me about somebody you had dated who when it came time to end things like you sort you let it go two steps further uh, like, so that's my style you let <laughs> you even though you weren't like you were the one who was like uh this doesn't really fit this isn't a good fit and then you let them respond like well yeah i, I thought the same thing or whatever yeah and then you that that was unnecessary but then you responded to that yeah yeah probably out of kindness this well, is, by the way, almost every single relationship that yeah. I've had. <laughs> and then they're like, then they take it. Then they actually, they're like, well, no, I really get to reject you. And you're, mm-hmm. the, but you weren't into it to begin with. I know on like app dating, there is some, you know, both of you have to like each other enough to swipe, swipe your butts, right? Yeah, that's what it's called. Butt swiping. So butt swiping. So it's a little less black and white, but like you've dated people because they've liked you, right? You've dated people because they've. Yes. They've expressed their interest. Yes, and that's a lot of the people I've dated have been like showering me with what I now know is called love bombing. But yeah. I mean, there has there has been genuine but sweetness you, but as well. But sure, but you tend to not because you've said it hasn't worked out for you. You tend to not be like the primary pursuer. Yes. Yeah. 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 So my revelation mm-hmm. was that when you're not sure why you're there in the first place, it's hard to know when to end it. When you're not like, oh my god, I won this person that I was so interested in and who just ensorcelled me to such a great extent to quote Anaisnian uh-huh. ensorcelled great word like you would know then if things because, were working out because, because the you'd thing be like that I initially liked is now yeah because you'd there. be like well I don't yeah I, I mean or the crappiness that you're doing to me is outweighing the thing that I thought was so great about you so you have yeah. more of a roadmap to go by but if somebody's just like oh my god you're the best thing ever blah, 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 and then you're like okay you, because you never really had a thing that you liked about them. You don't know when oh. to stop. Well, you know, I would never, like, pursue somebody if I didn't like something about them. But I do agree. But you tell me that you don't pursue people. No, no. Someone expresses an interest. Mm-hmm. I, I meet them. Okay. I either go, this works. I'm attracted to this person. Mm-hmm. Or I'm not. Mm-hmm. Or there's something there or there's not. Okay. So then I do have to make the conscious decision. Because I have made the decision. I have done the text, like, the follow-up text. I didn't feel like there was chemistry and, yeah. you know. Okay. Um, I, I do see what you're saying. It, it, and it is weird when someone... It's just something... It's just yeah. a revelation to, to consider. I mean, it's it's hard to know when someone has... I have a caveat. God damn it. Are you ready? What? I have mostly been the pursuer in my relationships. It's also hard to know when to quit. <laughs> 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 because you're holding on to the thing that you thought was so great in the beginning. That, you know what, Vera? That you just hit the hammer on the nail. Yeah. Because... <laughs> That is the thing that I keep thinking about for the last couple people I've been excited about is you hold on. And this is why first impressions are very, very important. Mm -hmm. Sidebar. Mm -hmm. I learned that lesson. It's something you hear all the time 
from like deodorant commercials. Yeah. <laughs> but now whenever I am about to get on a Zoom for work or any online date or when I'm meeting someone, anytime I meet someone for the first time, I make the conscious decision to have a giant smile on my face. Oh, that's good. Because yeah. we're, we're these freaking animals. Yeah. And the, the very first impression that hits your eyes is what you'll keep with you. Yeah. That's just a little something for, for exhausted introverts. Yeah. You put in that effort in the beginning and you don't have to put in as much effort later on. Anyway, so we always hold on to that first impression. And so like someone I dated recently, went on a couple dates with, was so um, enthusiastic for our first couple dates. Yeah. We're sitting outside. Yeah. Beer is just... I'm just chilling. Chilling. Chilling in like the 90 degree weather. So I'm actually just sweating. breezy. Sweating. Yeah. And that's what I held on to, how enthusiastic this person was. And like, oh, I love that feeling. And then things like got murky, but all I could think about is like, there that was the initial feeling. So I want that so that I can get that again. So I like, yeah. after that started to fade, I did everything to try and get that Aww. back. So I was like the one bringing little treats. I was the one sending little texts and, you know, and I think... That did not work. Yeah. I, I think it backfired, and I couldn't tell you why, because I just decided, like, oh, I'm not getting anything back. I could have a discussion. Actually, you know what? I tried to have that discussion a couple times. I said, like, I think your interest is waning, or it's gone. I just need you to let me know. And that person said, no. And I said, well, I think I hurt your feelings when I said this thing. And that person said, no. And so I made the effort, and then this person said, no, everything's fine. So I continued. But it seemed like the more I put in the effort, the less I was getting back. Do you know what you're describing? You're ex describing avoidant, anxious coupling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You would be the anxious one in this. I know, yeah. which is surprising to me because I think I'm the usually the avoidant one. And it was kind of fun to be in that position of like gifting and making you know, the effort. Because it feels good. It feels so good. It yeah. feels freeing yeah. to be able to express enthusiasm for somebody. But I think it did not work no, at all. No, it doesn't. If yeah. the person's avoidant, then the more you do that, the more repelled they're going to be. Yeah. That's the way it works. Read the attachment theory book that Dr. Amy recommended. Every, every, all of our guests seem to recommend it. Like yeah. the people who the people who have done some work it, with relationships have know this book mm -hmm. it's we gotta have a list of like the books that we actually like and that's one of them um I, I think all in all though I am avoidant I would say so actually I have a, my own revelation recently yeah tell me about uh I <laughs> <laughs> I hung out with an ex-boyfriend and we talked a little bit about he's he's getting married very happy for him yes and his lovely fiance he he mentioned something that they'd gotten into some argument and I was like oh that was every day of our relationship for however many years like that those feelings it just yeah. like um and then another little detail came up that was an important detail that I felt like he'd maybe lied about at the time and I realized oh he still does not want to own up to this thing Aww. so that was like 13 years ago mm -hmm. into this into our dad dying into like very tumultuous relationship that ended up in like triplet pregnancy mm -hmm. into like another thing that was not amazing into like another thing like every, every the last 13 years of my life has been one kind of really difficult emotional journey into the next yeah and I now like I've, I've been feeling like I'm avoidant but I think what I really want is just something fun mm -hmm. for that for those reasons like so many things are like working for me now yeah like what like I, I'm not living on high alert my 
nervous system has calmed down. Mm-hmm. Do you, don't you think I seem better? Like I'm doing better? <laughs> yes. I mean, the times we're living in are a little stressful. No, me. How? Don't I know. you think I seem better though? I guess so. I love my job. Yes. I'm comfortable. You don't think so, I guess. I think I would have to be in your head to know that because I think my worldview right now and everybody in it is clouded by what's going on. Do you feel better? You've, you uh, would know because you were on high alert for a very long time. You feel that that's died down? Yeah. I mean, you're going on dates and stuff now. I am. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I am. I'm actually going out and having dates. Then yes, I would say I don't think are. I'm going to die. Okay. That's a big one. That's a big one. It is. How do you feel about your health? I mean, I'm sick right now, but... Yeah. Um, In general, though, do you feel that there's something inside of you that's going to kill you? No, I don't. Okay, then that is huge. That is huge. And I did think that. I know. I've I've felt that way for years. One thing after another. Mm -hmm. This pain in my arm, this thing over here. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have a blood clot. I blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I don't feel that way right now either. So that's a very good sign. Yeah. Okay. Well, then, yes, I would say that your generalized anxiety is at a much lower point than it was before. I think medications definitely helped with that. Oh, yeah, me too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I I think I'm kind of quick to label myself avoidant because there's always got to be something wrong with me, right? Because I'm a woman. Um, no, that'd be, what? That'd be anxious. Oh, oh, I see. <laughs> just because you just need. Something's got to be, sh- like, right. I've got to be the wrong size. I've got to be the wrong age. Something has got to be terribly wrong with me, Vera. Well, now, you, now you're sounding anxious again. I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> no, I just don't feel like anything's wrong. And I feel like, but that does not mean I want to jump into a relationship. It means I want to really, I want to enjoy going out on dates. Like, well, this kind of brings back like the discussions we've been having with Pre and Mallory, the uh, anonymous letter writer, about not wanting to get back into. Um, Could you hope? <laughs> the God, God damn hammering. Okay, wait. Mallory, by the way, is the letter writer from our Office Hours. Yes, which you'll have to go yeah. back and listen to, oh, or watch. There's a there's a live Office Hours version up on our Instagram at Daddy Ladies, but the preceding episode was the uh, is the edited audio version of our office hours anywho these women that are talking about their interest in polyamory or just basically not exclusive monogamy they all say at one point or another the same thing i don't want to go back to what i had before Mm -hmm. and that's what you are sounding like Yes, the the another key thing that I think that is influencing me now is I've finally gotten rid of that deep, dark self judgment based on Christian morals. I've never been a Christian, yeah, but I'm surrounded by those morals, and it's a hard one to dig out. In the back of my mind, I was always a slut on some level, and I really had to like any. I I think I mean because I've slept with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And that makes me a slut. Has anybody ever said you're a slut or that's coming from internal? Oh, oh no, definitely. Wait, were they men that you had dated who were intimidated by your number? Who knows what the, who knows, because the the word intimidated never came up, but. Well, we know though. Wait, so who said slut? People you were, that that left you? That I've been in relationships, yes. Yeah, okay. Barbara, you're not in relationships with them. I know. And there's a reason. Yeah. And one of those reasons is. They can't handle the fact that you've been with people that weren't them. I don't. That just goes in that whole thing, like everybody's dick is magical. dirty, dirty, no. but yours. Yeah, no, I and mean, also magical. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've really rethought my whole feelings on virginity, like what virginity means, 
And I don't think it should mean that much because it, the idea behind virginity is that you are different afterwards, that you are a different person. Mm-hmm. And I don't think a wiener or, do we come up with a term? A scrotum. A, scro- a lady scrotum. I don't know. Can, what are we cha- talking? Oh, can f- fundamentally change a person. Fingers. What? Fingers. Fingers. <laughs> what, what do you think ladies have that can go into another lady? They, oh, yes. Well, sure. Anything. I mean, yeah, so... I'm talking about like wiener sex, but any any of your part being involved with another person's part does not change you. It's control. It doesn't. Yeah, but it really doesn't change you. Virginity is a is a and it's and social it's construction very or... much so because what is I mean I'm sure there's plenty of people. Well, okay, <laughs> there are definitely people, religious people, who go to these extreme lengths to keep their virginity. One of them, oh God, I'm not even gonna, I can't remember the name of it, but basically the concept is, and I believe this is Mormon. Oh, and there's a name for it? There is, it's so gross. Um, Don't judge. Well, let me hear what it is. No, go ahead and judge this one. Okay, you are still a virgin if you have a wiener in, in your lady parts or Wait, you have your wiener on... Okay, your friend, your good friend, while you have the wiener in the lady parts, stands on the bed and jumps up and down. And as long as you don't move, you're still a virgin. You're not having sex. So your friend is making the bed move? Yeah. Your good friend. You can't... You really can't get a stranger to do this. That (laughs) perv? That fucking perv? No, it's your, your, your girlfriend, your buddy, whatever. Your girlfriend? Yeah, a girl's, you know... Buddy. Oh, this is how the woman saves her virginity? I think they both save it. There's a term for it. I'm Where did look you it read, it, read about this? I don't know. I'm just watching. This um, is a real thing, sweet, though. Oh, yeah. Pray and obey. Uh-huh. And I'm so disgusted. Oh, by the, the 80 year old men who are marrying the 16 year olds? Yeah. So, anywho, you're still. So, that's religious. Um, that's the loophole. Mm-hmm. So, I don't. Um, I, my point is that religion has n- absolutely nothing to say about virginity. They've lost that, right? Because they don't they don't know what it is or maybe it doesn't exist if that's a loophole you can put your wiener in a in a lady or receive a i know none of it makes sense here no no it doesn't it doesn't so you really have to think way beyond i mean and a lot of my thinking has come with the fact that i have a small person in my uh life my child and i'm seeing all this stuff for the very first time and it's like i mean do you remember us having a discussion about cursing when we were kids no, I mean, like, I don't know, a couple of years back when we were at Mortified at the uh, Sundance, we were talking to somebody who, or, or we had a roommate, do you remember? Okay. And he was talking about he had a very small kid, and I was talking about cursing, mm-hmm. and how I came to realize, like, the word fuck has no power. It has, we, we give it the power to make us, you know, blush, or it's, we've, we've decided it's a bad word. Yes. There's some words that you cannot take the power away from, like the N-word, for example. That yeah, because there's... It was you. Exactly. It was, it, 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 was, it was invented to be uh, hurtful. It's the worst. It has a very bad history. The word fuck or shit or asshole or, I mean, even bitch, cunt, all these words are bad because we give them this other meaning. I'm just okay, saying, yeah, I'm yeah. just saying the main, the main thing is that all these words have a meaning because we allow them to have a meaning. We mm-hmm. allow them to have power over us. You know, virginity is just a thing. You should have power over what it means to you, but you can't let other people have power over what it means to you. When I think about like my son, when he gets to that point, like what is, what are my feelings going to be? Well, it's like, you got to be responsible because you don't want pregnancy. You should probably oh, be like facts. You're going to tell him facts. I don't pff, like facts, Vera. <laughs> but like your emotional response, like you should do it when you feel it's right, but it has nothing to do with like morals. 
it doesn't you know there's mm-hmm. no there's nothing moral about or immoral about sex it's neutral it's neutral it's completely neutral i mean if except you're, every major religion in the world has real strong opinions about it that are not in the favor of the woman yeah but i'm not religious so i know but how how do you escape that shit you teach your younger generation that there's yeah. no there's nothing connected to it it is it's an intimate act you you have to give it your own meaning there's a lot on the shoulders of parents. There are, I know. And now, you know, it's it has sex is political because it can lead to an outcome that you don't you won't be able to deal with in the way that you want to, you know? That's it. That's all I got to say about that, Barbara. You having sex with people is a neutral neutral act. I feel that way on a very profound level. And, and I think that is one of the reasons I like being alone is like I listen to people. Mm-hmm. I take all the information I get in and I weigh it. Yeah. And when I see someone who I love who seems to be believe this to the tips of their toes that I'm a I'm a bad person. It's it's a hard that's a hard one to to just ignore because really what I would I would have to say we're we're breaking up, you know? <laughs> Hold on, if you're with somebody you love who believes to the tips of their toes that you're a bad person, yeah, no, I think breaking up would be um that would be that I know, would be, I know would be a good thing to it do. It sounds funny, Vera, but it's like I mean, I cannot think of one person who I mean, even even though a recent woman I dated, one of the first things she asked me was like, um, so does this mean I'm, con- I'm concerned because I think this means that you're going to be dating a man while you're dating me. There's shame and stigma attached to sexuality. It doesn't matter who it I, is. It's I just, know. And bisexuality has its its own completely in addition stigma where you're getting it from both sides. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Barb. It's I'm not it's not easy. Yeah. Well, anyway, I just I'm really do not want to go back I don't want to go back into that world. Well, we're doing this podcast and we're meeting more people like Pre, people that yeah. are actively uh, rejecting, you know, Victorian mores, as she puts it. But yeah, maybe we need to meet more people that are think the way that we do, because this is a country founded by Puritans and that stink is maybe never, ever going to wear off. Ever. I mean, we, the, I, you hear the argument daily, this is a Christian country, one country under people, God. And oh, oh, we are this reminds, can I, can I, we, yeah. um, we, we were talking about the Supreme Court ruling earlier this week. I was saying all the outrage and surprise, like motherfuckers <laughs> in general. Mm-hmm. When we were seven years old, we came over on the boat from England. Yeah. And, we're, and we docked in Ellis Island. <laughs> we, were, we were six. We changed our name from O'Duffy to Duffy. Yeah. Yeah. We Americanized it. Did I say UK? I'm in Ireland. Wait. I don't know. I don't know. Um, anyway, no, when we came here, we lived in America, England, Taiwan, England, back to America. Mm-hmm. I didn't think we were going to be here long. I was not invested. We were stuck in a first grade classroom in the valley. We liked that they had multiple uh, TV channels with cartoons, not just the four. Right. The BBC. That was fine, but I did want to go back to England at ASAP. Because we'd left on Christmas Eve and our presents were there. Oh, Jesus, really? Yeah. Um, that's weird. So, like, the Pledge of Allegiance was just a thing that we did. You you stand up, you put your hand on your heart, very intimate, and you say you pledge allegiance to a piece of material. Mm-hmm. And God's involved, mm-hmm. and, like, everyone's required to do this. There was no, like, okay, little English children, you may or may not believe this. You can sit, you can do it. You like mm-hmm. it? Just it stunk. It fucking stunk <laughs> of like b- blind allegiance. Ali- yeah, blind allegiance <laughs> to something that we didn't understand. And I th- and I called bullshit. Yeah. At the age of seven or six or whatever it was, this country fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. 
So, I mean... Yeah, it's dumb. It's dumb. I know. You know, the thing is, though, like, I mean, we were talking about this, and I said, oh, yeah, well, I mean, I think it was, like, junior high school, like, ninth grade, when I was like, I might stand up, but I'm not going to, and I might put my hand over my heart, but I'm not going to say the words, because this is dumb. It's like, what what would have happened if I had just sat in my chair? Like, that, I would have gone to the principal's office. Yeah, really. That is cuckoo. Yeah. That is cuckoo bananas. There's a lot of work to be done. Yeah. This is fun. Um... Oh, Vera, I wanted to, I just wanted to mention this. We, I told a story a couple episodes ago about someone coming over and doing an oral sex on me. Uh-huh. And then just leave, and then like... Wait, you said the words. I know. Okay. And it was super fun, and that's all that happened, and he left, and it was just awesome. We haven't talked about literature recently, because we... <laughs> 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 Sorry. I'm gonna have to cut out the disgusting... <laughs> Clem cough, okay. I just did. Because we refuse to, to actually do books anymore. <laughs> we have a book. I know. We read a book. I bought this book, The Snowball, because it, as everyone knows, Iris Murdoch is my favorite author. And then Bridget Brophy was a contemporary of hers who Iris really liked. Uh-huh. And so I listened to this Iris Murdoch podcast. And mm-hmm. there was an episode about Bridget. And everyone was going crazy for this book. It's so sexy. Uh on the back, it says, like, just for an example, a witty, sexy, sophisticated treat, elegant and sensuous. The snowball can is an irresistible, dark-hearted pleasure. Can I go ahead and stop you for just one second? <laughs> the snowball is is a term. I really <laughs> hope it's not the term you're about to tell me. <laughs> tell me this isn't about a guy putting a cum in a lady's mouth and then her giving it back. Here, how does he get his cum in his mouth? The cu- from the wiener on a blowjob. Wait, the guy gets the his own semen in his mouth? Yeah, she smo- snowballs it back to him. Oh, wait, no, no, she gets it. She gets it and, and then gets- they kiss. Okay, yeah, no, that's Tell exactly this what this book is. Tell me this is a whole literature about that. Is it? Is it? No. Okay, all right, well, continue, um, continue. <laughs> Fear, just for the record, you did say that he was the one who started with the semen and I want to know how he got it in his mouth first um okay no it's of course I read it and I read it like a pornography novel because that's Look, how Barbara, I re- it could have been a same sex I was talking about no you then, said a woman I know but then it would have been a man with the cum in his mouth and then he puts it into his boyfriend yes, or sexual might. partner's mouth so that's also a snowball thank you okay and then how far does it go back and forth <laughs> until there's nothing it left no it gets bigger and bigger it's a snowball <laughs> Because it gets Nicholas saliva. <laughs> Is this the podcast everybody wants? Because it's a podcast you're getting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, continue about the snowball. Oh. <laughs> now I'm going to write a book. <laughs> it's just about By this wad of <laughs> gook that goes back and forth. Maybe it goes to other people. Maybe it travels the world. Oh, wow. Gosh. I'm going to write a book. I've all, You know I have a literature degree, right? I'm going to write a book about a snowball that travels the world. And just all the people, all the wacky adventures it goes on. <laughs> okay, Barb, go on. Now, now we have to put a rating at the beginning <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> we already do. We already do. Anyway, as I was saying, Vera, before you so rudely interrupted me with your life-changing <laughs> money-making. Yeah. Um, no, it's called The Snowball, Bridget Brophy. It's a really nice novel. It's short. I was reading it for the good parts because uh-huh. me right now. When was this written, by the way? 70s, probably. Or okay. Late 60s or something. Okay. okay. Basically, the reason it's so sexy is because that exact thing happens. Like this woman meets this guy. I think they're both married. So there's that. But 
They leave a party. He goes down on her at her house. That's all that happens. It was great. They de- she describes an orgasm accurately. They go back to the party. That's the whole book? This was like the thing that like blew people's minds. Yes. Wow. So, I mean, I, I, I love it. And then I'm also like, what? <laughs> Should I read it? Is it dog-eared? No. Okay. Oh, you're putting it in my... Okay. It's uh, Actually, I didn't... I barely touched the pages because I was like, there is not enough sex in this book for me. Um, what else? Wait, something else I want to tell you? Oh, and then, and then that reminded me of a movie. You know, another thing I love, uh, Wong Kar Wai's In the Mood for Love. Uh-huh. Favorite movie ever. Yeah. This is just, I'm just... I'm just as light. You're just... You're just... Light, light. I'm you're just, just, I'm you're just, just snowballing, snowballing here. here. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> he also made a movie... <clears throat> called The Hand. Okay. It's a short movie. Uh-huh. It's part of a trilogy. Uh-huh. The trilogy, I think, is called Eros. Eros. hmm Basically, this woman gives a hand job. hmm Maybe sticks her finger up his butt. I can't remember mm-hmm. for sure. And then I think at the end, she's dying. And then she, like, on her, her dying breath, gives the man a- another hand job. <laughs> and it is so stupid. Oh. And it makes me so sad. <laughs> They're like, Wong Kar Wai, look, you did great with this one romantic movie. It's like nuanced, subtle, gorgeously shot. Thank you very much. I would like to go ahead now and do my, who did The Shining? Kubrick. I would like to go ahead and pull a Kubrick right now and make my next film just about like naked ladies with masks on, (laughs) uh, servicing men, a la Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah, gonna want actual fucking, which is gonna do a short version of yeah. that. Why is he New York now? I don't know. I just like you're. I'm just. I don't know. These are two examples of the bar being is so low. <laughs> so low. <laughs> we really chatted up a storm. How many minutes did we do? Thirty-two, but I'll cut it down. Okay. You can cut out like I don't know, like seventy-five percent of this snowballing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want someone taking my idea. <laughs> okay, everyone, you have to sign an NDA. Yeah, you mm. cannot write your novel about um this giant glob of <laughs> what does it smell like. I don't know. I don't know if it ever leaves a mouth. How do, now, how do we get the human centipede involved? <laughs> I know. I was just thinking about that. But that's the director for the movie. That yeah. He needs to option this. He does. He needs to option it now, and that will fund you your writing this book. I think it should take you like three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We're losing it. I know. We really are. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Join us on Instagram at Dady Ladies and at the Pooh Bell Twins. You can also give us money on Cash App, dollar sign Dady Ladies. You can also give us a five-star rating whenever you listen on podcast. Also, you can give us a great review. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.